0: Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Here it is, the thing mindset of the industrial age. Before I get into that, I actually got a very interesting quote, okay? Now, the great historian Arnold Toynbee, he said this. He said, The most important and indeed the truly unique contribution of management in the 20th century was the 50-fold increase in the productivity of the manual worker in manufacturing. Right? So, we're talking about the people who worked out there in the mills, people who worked in the mines, people who worked in the factories, etc., etc. And then, the most important contribution management needs to make in the 21st century, okay? He was saying this at the time, is similarly to increase the productivity of knowledge work and the knowledge worker. And the most valuable assets of the 20th century company were its production equipment, right? The most valuable asset of the 21st institution, such as the bullshit universities out there, whether business or non-business, will be knowledge workers and their productivity. Knowledge workers is what we're talking about here. See, the industrial age... Okay, and I'm going to say this a couple of times throughout this podcast. It still dominates today's workplace. And it's simply because, well, knowledge workers, they're just enjoying that good old rat race. Right? I mean, if you think about it right here, knowledge age workers, they have been self-sustainable throughout this entire process of COVID. But for people who are industrial, they have that industrial age mindset. Well, that's what ultimately ends up just like dictating everything. People who work in those factories out there, and of course Bangladesh, you, who you know work in the knitting, and you know they make the iPads, they make these very iPhones. Those are industrial age workers. They're not required to think. They have a systematic approach to what they do. They do what they do like a machine, and that is all. So what happens is it it, it, it dominates. The way we communicate, going back to voice, the way we communicate not only on the job, but with our spouses, you know, or how about when we try to manage, motivate or discipline our children? Have you ever seen somebody disciplined very, very poorly? They're unable to communicate thoroughly. Why? Because that industrial age mindset. They're taught one thing. They were taught one thing, and that's all they know. So when the children are acting up and they're acting all crazy and they cannot find a way to control their child, it's because, well, that's it. They've never been taught how to communicate. It's pretty trivial. So going to it from a money perspective, you know, one of my students, her name is, um, oh, my God, we, oui, right? And I just picked her up as a student, so I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, she ended up telling me a couple of things About, you know, her having 3,000 followers, her building her business online with selling jewelry, her living in a condominium now over here and her going on business trips to Chambury nearby about an hour and a half, two hours away. And I'm like, you know, you are completely different. I know you've been self-sustained throughout this entire process. You have. There's no and ifs or buts behind it or around it or be under it on top of it. But the problem is a lot of industrial age workers, they're still becoming heavily reliant on other people to pay their bills. This is why I'm a go-getter, like I told you guys in the recent podcast. So, again, if we look at the thing, the mindset of the industrial age, the main assets and the primary you know drivers of the economic prosperity in the industrial age were the things, right? The capital. So, people... Were necessary, but they were replaceable. Think about it. Is your job like that? Right now. You're necessary, but you're replaceable. See, when you become an asset, you become irreplaceable. This is why it's very, very important. But if you think about it in terms, let's just say Jeff Bezos, he ends up passing away. Is he replaceable? Of course. You know, is his legacy going to live on? I guess. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually had a, you know, a significant change in the world. I mean, no people are going to be like, oh, yeah, the package deliverance and what they do and how they did my business. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Up to you. Up to you. But again, this is why it's so scary because if you think of it right now, if you're one of those people, especially sales and, you know, thinking back on the people I had taught last year at two different companies, beautiful, wonderful individuals. I know that more than half of them and one of them actually working at the Mandarin Hotel, I know that they were laid off for sure. There's no way that they could come back and work. No way. Because, again, there's no tourism. And tourism might not pick up till August, September, or October because, of course, Thailand's not going to let anyone in. You see what I mean? Necessary, but irreplaceable. So you can control, you know, and churn those manual workers. Right? Little sequence. Supply exceeded demand. You just got a lot more able bodies, such as what's going on out there in the Apple factories, the Under Armour factories, the Nike factories, and stuff like that. Now, people were like things, and people are still like things. You could be efficient with them. When all you want is a person's body and you don't really want their mind, heart, spirit, whatever you want to call it, free-flowing processes of the machine, you have reduced the person to the machine, right? So if you don't need their heart, you don't need their mind, you don't need their spirit, they're just a thing. They're just a thing. Right? Think about it. Go to 7-Eleven. Are those those going to be soon-to-be automated jobs? Yeah. Because they're just things. You don't need their heart, their spirit. Okay, some of them actually go on delivery, but okay, delivery services, fuck them or not, you know, hate them or love them, doesn't really matter. But you can have standalone convenience stores, which a lot of places have already. And so are they replaceable? Absolutely. So many of our modern management practices, right, come from the industrial age. That's all there is to it. It gave us the belief that we have to control and manage people. It gave us our view of accounting, which makes people an expense and machine assets. Think about it people are put on like a PL, right? Right? That's something that's like it relates to, like, a, what is it? A statement as an expense. Equipment is put on the balance sheet as an investment. So, again, people, we are the expense, but the balance sheet is the equipment. And that's looked at as an investment. Right? It gave us that centralized budgeting. We're trends, and you know, we were all extrapolated. We were put into patterns into the future of these hierarchies and these bureaucracies and all these bullshit numbers. Remember what I told you before when I was sitting in front of that big bowl on his face guy, you know, three years ago. And he was like, well, looking at your numbers, um, you know, you haven't had that many renewals. Regardless of why I didn't have renewals, it's because all my students just left. Regardless of that, regardless of that, I was reduced to a mere number. And that's when I walked out of there that day. I applied for jobs all around the world. I was finished. I was no longer going to work there at all. Because you literally reduced me to a number. You are no longer deserving of me. And guess what? I'm going to create a self-sustainable business Whereas, I'm not going to come back and prove you wrong. You're already on your way out. You're probably dead by now. And all I can do is hope and pray that, hey, I hope you died with some decency. But if you are one of those people who are reduced to just a number, that means you're just replaceable. You know, all these practices, man. This is all industrial age, working with manual workers. It's terrifying. It's a terrifying truth. The problem is, managers today... They're still applying that bullshit-ass control model, right, to knowledge workers. Industrial age, right? So you got managers applying the industrial age type of control model to knowledge workers, right? So if we look at this, there was actually a quote. I'm going to give you this quote right here. It says, Because many in positions of authority do not see the true worth and potential of their people and do not possess a complete, accurate understanding of human nature. They manage people as they do things. This is the industrial, the industrialized mindset. This lack of understanding also prevents them from tapping into the highest motivations of an individual, talent, genius of people, the core genius, like Jack Canfield says. See what happens when you treat people like things today. It insults them, alienates them, depersonalizes work. And creates low trust. Unionized, such as what's happening right now with Cafe Pacific. Right? Completely different cultures. Think about it. I'm going to give you a nice little, here we go. What happens when you treat your, like, teenage children? Or kids in general like things? Again, alienation. Insults. Depersonalization. And you know those precious family relationships that we have that should be high trust, minimum? They end up creating low trust. And a rebellion. You see it all the time. This is just some hard honesty for your ass. So, now that you're aware, now we have to talk about codependency